Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. So hello everyone and welcome to another episode of Ammo and Danny's Irish Anfield Road. Thank you so much for listening to the pods as they come out week by week. It's a pleasure for us to do it. Uh, so thank you very much for tuning in. Hope that as you're driving to work or as you're doing whatever you're doing, you're enjoying listening to uh, a bit of football banter as we go through it all. Yeah, really happy. Great feedback. Can't complain. Um, we're really happy how it's gone so far. Yeah. We're certainly putting in the work behind the scenes and we're seeing no things come off now. So really happy about it and as I say, great feedback. And yeah, we're always open to suggestions, so you know, keep fan of ours. And um although this is a Liverpool um Irish Anfield Connection podcast, we're always up to discuss stuff within Northern Ireland and Ireland, yeah. Stuff outside of football, um other football teams, you know, we're very much keeping this you know, there's no schedule to it as such, or yeah. plan. We're, we're open to ideas, and yep, keep finding them in. You know, and it's good to get the the fact that a lot of people says that they like the fact that it's not too biased. I think we got a lot of positive feedback from Manchester United fans during the week, which I was quite surprised by because, like, there's no way I'd be listening to any type of Man United podcast. So we got quite a few listeners, and there was positive feedback, so it was good. Yeah, it, it, I literally think it's you know it's gone from strength to strength, and we're just we're really grateful and touched by. Know the comments and posts and messages, so thank you, you know. Definitely, and we've got loads to be talking about this week, obviously going over the game uh, that happened there on Sunday. We're going to be looking at two different matches that are happening this week, with Liverpool playing Wolves away and then Liverpool playing Shrewsbury in the Cup. Um, but before we get stuck into all of that, what have you... It's always good to be able to see what we've been up to during the week, so what have you been up to, Alan? Well, yeah, it's been my birthday this week. I know, yeah. Turned the grand old age of 29. <laughs> Anyone within that age knows it's not to celebrate, really. Um, <laughs> Had some food, and then we ended up just going and having drinks. Me, the girlfriend, and a couple of friends. Um, that was the first time my girlfriend had properly drunk since having me <laughs> Leo there. So yeah, we got a bit carried away, and it was a two, three o'clock in the morning. Though, but you know what? Well needed, and uh, good birthday. And I just want to forget about being twenty nine now. <laughs> um, apart from that, I'm not much. You know, uh, watching a bit of football, trying yeah. to keep up to date with what's going on in the football world. Um, it's the transfer windows open at the moment, but. 
I don't really think there's much effect on Liverpool at the moment, is there? And any other stories with transfers just seems to be a bit boring. Yeah, yeah, not much. Either something really, really big happens in January or nothing happens at all. That generally is the way. Yeah, it goes. Well, I think it's leading up where almost January is going to be scrapped, isn't it? Because people just aren't really interested in buying. Yeah. It's a case of just getting rid of a few players on loan and stuff. So it's the transfer window in January isn't that interesting. But no, apart from that, just I had my birthday the other night out and that's it, really. What about yourself, Danny? Um, just the usual. I think, as I said last week, I really need to. Th- I really feel like I need to get a more interesting life if we're going to ask this question every week. Um, obviously, still doing the whole getting fit thing. I know a lot of people have either jumped off the bandwagon at this point and give up on the New Year's resolutions, but sticking at it, losing a bit of weight, which is nice. Um, I, I've got a lot of work stuff on this week, so I was doing bits and pieces. I was doing a lot of, obviously, editing for the podcast, was doing a lot of different things, and then around my own work as well, we had a big national meeting, so had a lot of people coming in from England, Wales, Scotland, uh, driving up from Ireland on this whole big plan and meeting thing, which was nice. So Very good, uh, sounds interesting. Keeps it, keeps it varied and keeps it busy, which is good. Um, and apart from that, as you said, same as yourself, just a bit of football and trying not to freeze to death in the house. Over well, here comes <laughs> the question, what were we doing come half four on Sunday? Oh, that is a big one, and that is what we're going to discuss at the minute, because <laughs> let's have a little look, let's have a little bit of reaction at the Liverpool Green Man United game. Right, so Sunday, half past four, Liverpool v United. Now, I know I know that you get nervous about this game, don't you? Of course you do. I mean, at the end of the day, it's, it's the biggest game in world football. Um, the Derby's a big game. We discussed yeah. in our first podcast. You know, growing up in Liverpool means a lot, but Liverpool Man United, even though Man United are weird that I can't use at the moment, <laughs> it's still a big game of football, yeah. isn't it? It's still something that you want to, you know... Imagine we win this league... I mean, he didn't even beat them. It would have been... They would have brought out the DVD. Yeah. But yeah, no, you do get nervous. Of course you do. You could probably get nervous yourself, don't you? Oh, yeah, as you said, it's a different type of nervousness, I think. When you are looking at the derby that we discussed on the first podcast, you get nervous because the city's divided. All your friends, your family, you've got a lot of Everton fans, so you you want that bragging rights. Man United, Liverpool is... And for those of you that live in the city, know that there's a, there's a real hatred there. Oh, there is. And over here, obviously, it's a little bit different in Northern Ireland. We had someone on last week who was a United fan. We play football with Man United lads. Yeah. And there's kind of that sort of friendly banter Banta. rivalry yeah. that you get at the Liverpool Everton derby. But in the city itself, there's a hatred. And I think coming from Liverpool, we feel that you don't you don't want to lose against United because you just know it's just you you haven't really got. Anyone that will give you abuse, but there's just a real. Well, I, don't fa- want them to I win find anything. opposite. Um, the small town I lived in for, for six years, Straban, um, I almost become a spokesperson for Liverpool as such. You know, like yeah. the, every time they got beat by United, I'd, I'd hear from it for, for days and weeks, you know. And <laughs> it is because of my mouth, but yeah, I got it. So the last thing I want to do is, is get beat by United and have to listen to it. But yeah, um, of course, you have nerves. It's a massive, massive game. doesn't matter where you're on the table. You know, it's always, always a huge... I remember playing them in pre-season friendly a couple of years ago. Ugh, it was on at maybe two in the morning or something yeah. in America. Do you remember? Yeah, yeah, I remember watching it. And yeah. I was like, I can't not watch this. It's still Liverpool Man United and it still means yeah. something, you know. But it came to half four. We got into the game. Where was you watching it in the house? Or? I actually went to the bar to watch a funny story. I was hung, hung over from the night before my birthday. Yeah. And I was saying to my girlfriend, I was like, you know, any other game, if it was Liverpool, Southampton or Liverpool, Bournemouth, I'd probably just sit in the house and watch it but not Liverpool United. Yeah. Had to go to the bar and watch it. You know? <laughs> it only get me voice back. Um, thinking about the game itself, though, I mean, what did you think of the how it went? It was a really interesting game. Again, and I think we've said this in a few different podcasts, I felt like Liverpool had another gear to go into. I feel that we kind of let them back. Second half, especially, it was a very nerve-wracking watch. And I think that was the reality of it. We went 1-0 up. 
Virgil van Dijk header, which is what Paul actually said last he predicted, week. Didn't he, he predicted that Van Dijk was going to get a Z yes. on it, and first goal, Van Dijk gets it in. What a goal! I know it was a great goal, just rose above. Another assist by Arnold. Yep, exactly. And I think Man United didn't cover themselves in glory in the way that they defended the corner, and that's why they've conceded so many this season. But we went one 0 up. Van Dijk had another chance. Salah missed that sitter. Yes, came across the box, got wrapped up in his feet, um, and we had a few opportunities like that. And then we just we let them back in the game. Yeah. And they just came at us and came, and a good 20, 25 minute period of the game was really, really nerve wracking. You didn't quite know what was going to happen. Well, they had that chance at Marshall, didn't they? But I mean, my thought on the game in whole was I think we controlled the game. The first five, ten minutes, they kind of done what they tried to do, keeping the fans quiet and stuff like this. Yeah. But I say the goal changed it. I think we were so comfortable. I didn't think we went into second gear. Mm. There was nervy stages, but I think it was more because of the scoreline. Yeah. 1-0 is a scoreline that's always... You can never quite... You know in a flash, in a second, it could change. And they could have got to know that game. Yeah. Um, that Martial chance being the moment that really, like, he should have buried that. He, he could have missed it in a winning. Yeah. It, he almost hit it too sweet. Yeah. You know, with his laces. Um, but I think in football, you're always going to get moments like that. You're always going to get a moment in a game where a team that aren't anywhere near the level that the team, you know, that are dominating, like, i.e. Liverpool United... The, the team are always going to have a chance yeah. so United are always going to get a chance they're oh, always yeah. going to have a moment that they could score you know um, at the end of the possession doesn't win football matters chances yeah. don't win football matters goals win football matters yeah. so they're always going to get but I honestly think that we schooled them from start to finish I think our plans worked off to perfection I predicted 5-1 and people are laughing at me but I don't think anyone could laugh at me or argue saying that it should have been about 5-1 yeah yeah. first half especially we should have been we should have went in probably realistically you'd say we should have went in 3-0 up was it a foul on, on um, De Gea from Van Dijk I don't no. think it was no I don't think so because he's big that's the thing and what else could he have done he jumped up to try and head the ball he kept his arms down he wasn't looking at the keeper what more could you have done to make that not a foul if two defenders would have went off for that they'd have never blew the whistle I, for me I think goalkeepers are kind of wrapped up in cotton wool in the Premier League at the minute yes. nobody can touch them otherwise it's yeah. an automatic foul that, where that was a perfect example and why it went to, to VAR and they give it but is, is beyond me arguments are falling against I heard people say that the reason the ref didn't give it is because he knew could have went to VAR yeah. so he probably would have given it if they wasn't VAR which obviously we're going to debate later on in the show Yeah. for me it wasn't a foul but I can also if you're a United fan you'd be Crying for it. If it happened to it happened to Allison. Oh, you'd be screaming. You'd be screaming. So it's it's one of them, and you see the people on Sky debating. Even the, I think I've seen Patrice Everett and Roy Keane disagreeing on it. They got very heated, didn't they? You know, and Carragher as well. Yeah, but that I don't want to go too much into VAR because we're going to discuss it. But it's still down to opinion, isn't it? Like so, yeah. for me, no foul. But if it happened to Liverpool, I would have been screaming for it. But <laughs> that's where the difference is because you go, you tune a up then. I think that was around about half an hour. Yeah. Completely different game. Liverpool could have went three, four, five, you know, and it, you wouldn't have been shocked. Yeah. Because it stayed at 1 0. United creeped their way into the game. And as you say, we had that 25 minute spell just before half time and after half time where they could have come back in the game. Yeah. But I think, as I say, Liverpool have got very good at just controlling the game, control, controlling the tempo, and just almost playing at 75%. They know what they're doing. They're just keeping the ball and not going to make any unnecessary risks. Yeah. And as you say, I think they could have went into another gear if they had to. You feel that if United scored, Liverpool could have went into another gear and just yeah. scored again. Does that make sense to you? Yeah, yeah, it does. And that's the thing is that you do feel like Liverpool could step up, but the kind of which we talked about a few weeks ago is just, we're managing games. We're managing games well. We're going one nil, 
And and this is the thing, and I think that's why we are all so panicky about it, is that we have watched Liverpool over the last 10, 15 years be a side that we think we have to score three or four goals to yes. be safe. Yeah. Because we've never had a solid enough defence that can manage games out at 1-0. Yes. And the reality is that we've got we've got a defence like that. Yes, there's one or two moments in the game where... But they're always, they're always going to be. Yeah. And that's the thing, but you'd always feel like if the other team was to get the goal, mm. we, we could step up and do something. If it was it. a foregone conclusion like this league titles looking football wouldn't be interesting. Yeah. You know, um I, I take the point that we can manage to one but look at Allison, what an assist for, for Salah. Season's gone by. Like under Rafa, do you think under Rafa Benitez, Pepe Reina played most of the time? And do you think he would have been putting the ball long to Torres? Or do you think he would have been keeping the ball for an extra 15, 20 seconds? Yeah, oh definitely. Do, 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 do you start confidence as well? So we we are getting professional seeing the game out, but like Alisson thinking that Salah's through. And Salah had a, in my opinion, a poor, poor game. Yeah. But look what he done. Exactly, yeah. You know, he, he run half the length of the pitch. Yeah. And nutmeg the hair. It's having that quality in the pitch and, and the confidence from Alisson to see that. Yeah. And I think Jurgen Klopp, like, you know, he, he, he wants players to show Friedman and make decisions. He lets them express themselves well, which yes. is the thing. And as you said, I was I was one who was sitting there and I just watched it in the house on Sunday. And when Alisson got that ball, straight away I was shouting, Keep lie it. on top of it. Lie on top because that's, that's what you do. That's you, a defensive man yeah. to play, isn't you? you like, I'm the attacking man to play, and I'm like, yeah. he's through. That's the right decision to make. <laughs> but say Salah give the ball away, and then they come back and scored. You know, it could be a different conversation. Yeah, but that's the thing is that there's so much confidence in this team that Allison releases that ball, thinking nothing else other than Salah's through. And if Salah gets that ball, he's scored. And what a celebration! Yeah, the celebration was almost better than a goal. <laughs> and for him to be able to beat all of our team in terms of running to meet oh. Salah first. Is it was crazy, like, but it was it was great to see, and it just shows the team unity they've got. The, yes, people yes, always yes, say, yes, it does. Yeah, people always say that the keepers are kind of a, a different entity to the rest of football teams. No. The keepers kind of train by themselves and they do their own thing, um, but it shows the unity that, that team's got. That Allison is, is just a big as part of a team as as the rest of them. It was just as I say, it was two point professional, but I think we dominated the game. I, I was I respect the fans who respect what Liverpool are doing at the moment. Um, yeah. Respect that Liverpool fans that know the stuff know that maybe for ten years ago it was United like that, yeah. and Liverpool were maybe in United's position. Yeah. So I I have sympathy with the fans that United just aren't what, what they were, and we've kind of knocked them off the pitch and, and saying it's going. And I do feel sorry from in that way. But at the same time, I loved it. I had a smile. On my face. I, you know, I've still got a smile on my face. I can't wait to see boys in football and, and yeah. start having banter with them. <laughs> it, it, no, but it, do you know what it means a lot. It, it, it's in my opinion, it's the biggest game in world football. Yeah. And, it didn't matter that they weren't that great at the moment, and we are. They still wanted to win more than anything, even if they'd done nothing else. I think you said in a few people it was their cup final. Yeah. So this, and that's why we had to win it. We had to keep them off the pitch. Yeah. Um, and I think that shows the difference when we played Everton. Like we've stepped up in class, and Everton really aren't doing all that great this season. Yeah. If they go through this sort of transition phase, as we're still yes. talking about, and Everton. I do kind of feel sorry for them. There's a rivalry there, but you sort of go, like, you, you hope that they do a little bit better. Yeah. Man United couldn't care less. I'm glad <laughs> that they're doing garbage. I'm glad that we smashed them. Yeah. And I'm glad that they're having a miserable season. I agree, but I do feel, I've, I've got a couple of friends that are United fans, and I do kind of feel sorry for them. Yeah. But not like the club in general. No. Let, let them take the oil because Liverpool have been through it. Yeah. And we've had to, we're sitting here now on top of the world, literally. Yeah. But we're, we're so happy and so positive now because every time we do something like beat United comfortably, you know, Jurgen Klopp only beat United once out of 10, ten occasions. Yeah. So it's not like we've been like this for years. This, 
you know, it could cha- change next season again. So you just got to enjoy it because I'm sure United will have the day again and come back. So we've just had to enjoy that. We've beat United 2 0. It was expected. We've done it fairly comfortably. Yeah. But what more can I say? And I, I said to a few people in the bar afterwards, I've seen games where people get draws against United and you've been happy. Thank God he didn't beat us. Thank God he didn't beat us. You know, yeah. you, you can you can beat everyone else, but you can't beat Liverpool and we're getting a draw and you're celebrating it. Yeah. Long gone in them days now. Oh, yeah. Do you know, if we got a draw in that game, we would have been disappointed and they would have been celebrating it. Yeah. Isn't it mad how, how roles can be reversed? Exactly. You know? Um, so, yeah. All in all, happy. It's a 30 points clear with a game in hand. Yep. How does that feel? How does that... United fans listen to this. We've been... Try not to be too biased, but I'm going to put it out there now. How does that feel, being 30 points behind Liverpool and I've got a game in hand? It must hurt. And I know it does, because Liverpool have been in that position, and it does hurt. So many times, yeah. It Fighting does hurt. the Europa League, watching your biggest rival just sit and on top of the league. It's yeah. it's a difficult one to swallow. But that was the way that... that was. That's the nature of the beast, isn't it? Yeah, and that's why, as I say, you've got to, you've got to endure the hard times to enjoy the good times. And as I say, comfortable victory... Buzzing that Salah got a goal because he's not been playing well recently. Um, it's good to see um, Oxley Chamberlain getting a start and playing yeah. well. You know, the likes of Lalana come on was great. Yeah, that midfield is working as a unit at the minute. And they yeah. were talking about it on Talksport today, actually, when I was listening to it, talking about the fact that we don't have a glamorous midfield. Like, you look at most of the other big teams, you look at Chelsea's midfield, they've always had a really glamorous. Uh, multi-million pound midfield Man City the same at the minute the the talent that they've got in there Liverpool have got a functioning midfield they've got a team that works for each other and plays really really well and that showed that because Henderson obviously got man of the match well, it's re- I was just about to say it's really good that Henderson getting appreciated yeah you know I don't know if it was we're discussing this pod or was just speaking in general to someone you know when Brendan Rodgers um, was in charge of Liverpool he tried to send him out on loan to Fulham yeah. and he refused it and then he ended up being captain and through that you know, decision by Jordan Henson believing himself, he's a European Cup winner. He's he's a world champion, and he's gonna be a Premier League winner just through that inner determination. And not every, football. I know I, I'm all for attacking players and stuff, but football isn't all about being the best player. You need boys that are going to graft. You need your you need your Hendersons. You need your yeah. Ingolo Cantes. The boys that sit in the background don't take the limelight, but yet they they do the job. But he sets the tempo. Have to be. And what a save by the hair, by the way. Yeah. That was that would have been Henderson scoring a you know, left footed strike from the edge of the area. You don't see that often, do you? No, but it was flying in top in, it as was, you said. And it was the hair hand on it and great save. But yeah, anyway, as I say, comfortable victory in the end. Did what we needed to do. Um <laughs> to all the United fans. <laughs> and we move on to the next one. Yeah. Which is Wolves. We are playing on Thursday night. Liverpool Alright guys, so welcome back to Ammo and Danny's Irish Anfield Road. Now this week we've got two different games. Thursday we are playing Wolves away uh, and then on Sunday we play Shrewsbury. Now, first of all, obviously two games in a week like this. If you was the manager, Ammo, how would you vary that lineup? <sighs> okay, well obviously you go as strong as you can against Wolves. Oh, it's away at Wolves, tough, tough, tough game. Wolves yeah. are one of the best teams in the league, I think, you know. Um they could be a team that creeps into top four, I think. They'd be really good. Yeah. Um, and then Shrewsbury Town, um, FA Cup. I don't want to diminish the importance of the FA Cup because people keep, people keep saying it, and I don't know why. I really feel that if we win this league early, we can focus on the Champions League in the FA Cup. So, no. I w- but I think at the same time, you've got to give the youngsters a chance because they've done so well in the last round against Everton. In theory, Shrewsbury Town's a, a step below Everton. Yeah. So, I think give them a chance again. But no, go as strong as you can against um, Wolves. 
and then I would do a mixed team against Shrewsbury, you know. Yeah, Shrewsbury having a kind of a mixed season, sitting mid-table at the minute, 16th in League One, won eight games, scored in a few goals, but League One, to be fair, League One is a tough league. Yeah. Uh, and you see some of the games in there, and there's a lot of teams that obviously were, were big ones, sort of your Sunderland's, your Portsmouth, your Coventry, your Ipswich, these boys who were all in League One that were in the Prem not that long ago. By the way, Danny is looking at his phone when he's saying that. He, <laughs> he's he, get he, from he, he didn't just uh, come out with that because I would have been very impressed if he did. <laughs> Sorry to stitch you up there, buddy, but he was. I said, you got to get your stats from somewhere, you know what I mean? Can't pluck everything out of thin air. <laughs> he wasn't expecting that, was he? <laughs> But yeah, no, I mean, it, 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 I don't think it's going to be a, a foregone conclusion, um, especially Wolves as well. Like, I mean, we could be looking, although we're very good at the moment, we could get beat against Wolves. Yeah. And we could get beat against Shrewsbury, you know. I mean, I would go strong as I could against Wolves and I would play a mixed team against Shrewsbury, I think. Yeah, because the reality is that Wolves, as you said, have got a really strong lineup. They've managed to, when they started to put that team together when they came into the Premier League, it baffled me really because. They brought in kind of internationals, but kind of internationals that are getting on a bit now. A lot of Portuguese boys coming into the lineup, and you sort of thought they're bringing in enough to keep them in the league. Yes, but the way that they've gelled that team together and Cody Scouser, shout out to Conor Cody, captain, the back. He's he's a a fantastic lady. Plays every every minute. Um, They're a very good team, like Jot up front and Jimenez, isn't it? Yeah, Um, Montenegro midfield. Traore is Traore is playing far at a far higher level than really what he should be playing he's kind of just a rugby fella and I think he hasn't really he hasn't really done much for seasons now but but this season I think the manager has brought something special out of him and kind of brought his game to the next level I think he's unplayable on this day oh he's been amazing I mean I haven't ever watched him a handful of times I think he's been the best player on the pitch yeah but he is that kind of you can just tell by looking at him if you're a Wolves fan you probably get frustrated by him over weeks like you play outstanding one week next week he doesn't turn up yeah so I think that's probably why he hasn't made it anywhere higher or I think Wolves are a team that can't take a punt on a player like that yeah you know um, honestly I would probably take a draw against Wolves um, my prediction is probably going to be 1-1 um, I just think it's going to come at a time where they're, they, they're not going to get beat they know if they go toe-toe they're probably going to get beat yeah so I think they're going to change the tactics up a wee bit um, and I think it'll be about 1-1 I think the player to watch them is probably probably Jota yeah. he's, he's, just, he's like a little magician isn't he yeah as long as we are full strength and goes out, I can't see us getting beat for sure. But it's, it's it's still a very tough game away from home in the Premier League. I mean, it's not like the, the, I think they're the fifth, the fifth or sixth, aren't they? You know, uh, I think so. Um, so this and, and they're playing Europa League, so they've coped very well with the squad and for a small, small tight squad. Yeah, um, they're a very 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 good team. So I just I would take a draw. Yeah, sitting sixth at the minute. Sixth, yeah. From right. the information I've got in my head, obviously. Yes. Um, <laughs> Scrolling through his phone there, yeah. <laughs> no, for me, Wolves have been really good. I remember watching Conor Cody. I used to go to the Liverpool Youth FA Cup games, and I was at the game uh, where Liverpool won 6 1. Uh, with uh, Raheem Sterling getting four of those goals no it way. was the game that Kenny Daglish came to and I remember speaking to Sterling after the game because it was weird like FA Youth Cup games the boys used to like come round the back of the, of the cup after the game and used to come get themselves like a coke or a hot dog or something before they'd get on the bus All right. and um, me and one of my mates Michael used to go to all the FA Youth Cup games and it was the game after that mm. uh, that Cody and Sterling got put into the lineup, and Sterling started playing up. No with, way. Uh, Suarez and Sturridge That's and on. I've got a story about Sterling. It's not as good. Um, well, it doesn't put him in the best light. So it was the it was the week when he well, he he'd been playing for Liverpool, but he got that big contract. 
Yeah. I think he went from a, a, a couple of thousand pounds a month to like 30 grand a month or something like that. Yeah. My friend was out, out in Liverpool, nightclub, I um, won't mention it. And uh, he was in the same circle as Sterling. Sterling's obviously out celebrating. Mm. And he went up to, it was actually a shout out to Cy Williams, I know he's a listener there. Um, he seen Sterling and went, oh, Raheem, it must be class. What's it like being on 30 grand a week? It just must be class, no fair play. Can I say something that? You know what he said to him? What? Said, actually, it's 35. <laughs> that's, just, uh, that's what he said. That just shows so where he was let, at. Let, let him rot at City. <laughs> don't, give a, don't give a toss about him. But yeah, that, that's a true story, that. But imagine. Do you know what I mean? Oh, actually, it's thirty-five. And I'll be in that petty, like. Do you know what I mean? So yeah, but we'll we'll we'll, we'll leave that the way. But yeah, yeah, Cody, I would actually love to see him at Liverpool. You know, he's he is one for me. He's one that got away. I think again when Wolves came up into the Premier League. Still young. Then, yeah. How's he not in the England squad? I know. How is he not in the England? I think squad? he deserves a shout with the with the lack of centre back. Well, obviously we've got centre backs, but we Better need than John Stones. Yeah, for me, he's consistent. He's far more consistent than John Stones mm. has been this season. Um, and when I said, when I said, when I seen Cody come in, when I watched him at Liverpool, seen him go into Wolves, come up into the Prem, I thought uh, he's he's kind of going to be like a sort of John Joe Shelby type character. He's, he's all right, but he's he's going to sit them at mid table. But for me, Cody has really improved his game. He does those with seventy yard passes, like. Like doesn't like this no tomorrow. He just does them like dead easy, and it's yeah. just, he's classed at the whole wall. Same class, and is what's the manager's name? Nuno Valentes or Nuno? I couldn't even tell his name. I don't, <laughs> I don't, I don't research these things. I just come off the cuff of my football knowledge. But who never remembers whatever his name is? Him. He's just a great manager. Obviously, you know, yeah. I think he was under Mourinho at one stage as well. He was a goalkeeper in his time. Yeah, um, he's you know he's got a very good team there, um, and uh, they do a professional job. They seem to win games that they should. They don't seem to get beat by teams that they shouldn't. Yeah. And they seem to every so often they'll throw a call like when they beat City. You know, they seem like the they're a team on the day could easily beat Liverpool. And you couldn't say that about many teams in yeah. Premier League now. So if they had their day, they could beat Liverpool. So it's a very, very, very dangerous fixture. Yeah. Um, and you don't want the momentum going. Yeah. And, and obviously Wolves are coming straight off the back of a comeback from the weekend. They're going two yeah. 0 down, coming back to win the game three two. Against Southampton, wasn't it? Uh, yes it was against right. Southampton yeah. um, so it's an interesting one like Wolves for me what I've seen all season that Wolves don't know when they're beaten and yeah. that's the worry that you have for me Liverpool cannot go 1-0 and coast against granted. Wolves because yep. Wolves do not know when they've lost that game yes. and they've got sort of quality in every part of the pitch they're, they're really good on the free kicks really good down the wings good headers of the ball in the box and then can tighten up at the back Yeah. so for me I'm going to go for the 2-0 Liverpool because I think Liverpool yeah. are going to have to get two goals here to be able to see this out comfortably. Fair enough. Yeah. Um, but, but for me, I think Liverpool have just got enough. I think Traore is going to give us an absolute nightmare. He's going to be strong against Van Dijk. He's going to push him the entire game. Uh, he's going to draw out Robinson and draw him into a physical battle. Should just give Andy Robinson a shout and tell him to run his pocket. Have grand? <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, no, I'm going to go for 1-1. I'm going to go I, for 2-0. I, I think it'll be a, a tight game. Um, and yeah, definitely a team that you can't take for granted. Yeah. You know, um, but yeah. Now moving on then to Sunday. Shrewsbury. Shrewsbury. What, what do you think in comparison? How do you think we're going to get on that game? Right. Um, I think it's going to be a mixed team as we know. We're going to see the likes of Curtis Joneses, you know. I think he you, deserves the chance. After course. the last game, he deserves to be put in that line. Adrian and Nets. Yeah. Um, I think Shaqiri will probably get a shout. For I don't me, know. I think he could be injured. I think I've seen he's injured there. I could, I could be wrong, um, but I think he's injured. I don't know. Um, Minamino. Do you know what? I think it's just a, a case of playing enough class that just outshines if we play to our potential whatever team Klopp puts out we should yeah. win that game and I don't want us not to take the FA Cup seriously for me it's still a, a big cup for Liverpool mm. and let's just say for instance things don't go, don't go away in the Champions League you know because the law of averages says we're going to probably get beat in the Champions League game 
it's far better to say that we won the league and the FA Cup and won a double yeah. than just win the league. You know, and it's still a big competition. So I think we should take it seriously. Yeah, I think you should have some of the, the big names on the bench. Um, plus, it's a uh, you know the magic of the FA Cup. We don't lose it. It's a big day out for them. So I'd, lo- I'd love just the shoes we fans to see. I like to see maybe Salah or Mane, you know, or Firmino on the pitch. Yeah, uh, but I think it's going to be fairly the same team that played Everton. You know, um, I think Lallana will probably come in again. Um, as captain maybe um, I don't know if Milner's back or Shakiri as you mentioned if, they, if they're fit they deserve to come in with Origi yeah we've got a few boys who are kind of sitting on the periphery at the minute you yes. don't know whether Milner's going to be coming don't know about Shakiri. Matty is back in full training as well yes. don't know whether he's going to maybe come okay. in and have a start yeah um, there's a there's a few different options I think yeah. obviously there's the potential and that's what's great about Liverpool this season for me Liverpool has had to play the same team in every cup in every game because we haven't ever really had a strong bench we're now, as you said, we can swap out. We can bring in Oxley Chamberlain. We can bring in Lallana. We can have these different boys um, coming back into the team who are recovering from injury, yeah. and we've still got a strong lineup. Um, we'll think of the goalkeeper, for example. Like, just forget every position. All my life being on a pull fan, we've normally had a standout number one. Yeah, but they probably, off the top of my head, the exception of when we had Mignolet and and Karish. And then even then you weren't, you weren't convinced by both of them. Yeah. But Adrian's coming in, you're not sitting there thinking, oh no, Adrian, oh God, he's got a mistake in him. You're sitting there thinking, you know what? Adrian can do the job. Because yeah. he's proved it. Yeah. He's proved it. So Good reflexes, good saving ability. Well, like, that's like it. You know, so, uh, and, you know, at the end of it, when we win this league at the end of the season, when we win this league at the end of the season, <laughs> he's going to get a medal and he's going to deserve it. Yeah. It's not because he's been like, he's, he's been on the bench once like some of the United keepers in the past. Yeah. So he's going he's gonna to deserve to win a Premier League because he's had a good say in, in, in you know, the amount of games he's played and stuff. At the end of the day, the momentum that we now have as Liverpool pushing on came from Adrian at the start of the season. It did. And he come in probably without much training, blah, 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 but he come in and done a job. But the reason I'm picking out Adrian is it just shows that we can play a second choice goalkeeper now. Yeah. And we know he's going to come in and we're not like, oh, Oh, I hope he doesn't make a mistake. You know, he's not. He's young. He's not proven. No, that type of thing. So yeah. that just proves me the squad that, that we have got. We haven't got City squad that, but as big as Liverpool are, we we don't have the money that City have. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? I think Scott Carson is Man City's third choice goalkeeper. When to be honest, he'd probably be in most league, Premier League teams if not on the bench. That just goes to show the depth that they have. Yeah. But we have got that depth now where. As I say, our second choice players could be first choice players. The likes of Lalanas, Shakiris, Arigis, Adrians, Milner, a squad of about eight or nine players that could come in to the first team and they don't look out of place. Yeah. So my, my, my example in using Adrian is that he's just a player that's you know, he's he's got the experience and you're not just throwing a kid in that you're hoping to do well. Yeah. And that's what you know, we will throw certain kids in, but when you've got kids like Curtis Jones. Exactly. Do you, do you know what I mean? And yeah. you've got that blend of Lalana. Who, in my opinion, was a man of the match in that, you know, against Everton. Yeah, I think he's just got the right mix, and hopefully, I don't care how we get through. I just hope we get through. Yeah, same here, and I think it will be a mix. I think it'll be an interesting game, but I think there's enough in that squad. Uh, and I think one of the good things is that even though we've had injuries uh, and we have had a good few injuries this season, people keep sort of saying Liverpool have been consistent because they haven't had the injuries. We've had tons of boys injured this season. We have Fabinho coming back on the weekend. Fun. Yeah. Great to see, wasn't it? And again, I think Fabinho will probably start in the Shrewsbury game because I think it's a good one to ease him into, get him back into the game, probably get the minutes on the legs. Yeah. Sort of lead those younger lads a little good, bit. That's a good point, you know, because Klopp does seem to ease players into it. He'll probably get a few more minutes away at Wolves. Yeah. And then he'll probably come and start it. Um, Shrewsbury and what a player to 
haven't you? You know, in your team, he's just—he's fantastic, isn't he? Yeah, he's a step above. Like, oh we, yeah, we haven't missed him because the likes of Henderson's coming. Yeah, you know, you can throw one Alden and Wayne Alden. Like Wayne Alden for me has been quality. Yes, Wayne Alden gets himself on that ball, shields it, and no one seems to be able to beat him. You've got all of these boys, like big, strong players in the Premier League. You've seen it just there on on Sunday watching the United games, sort of Harry Maguire and stuff like that. Yeah. Wayne Alden just. Sticks his back end out and no one seems to be able to get that ball off him. Like. Plus, he's got that class song. But yeah, it just goes to show that the quality and they're all different type of players. Yeah. Um, it's it's just it's just a pleasure to be a Liverpool fan at the moment. I know it's not going to be like this forever, so I'm just going to enjoy the likes here. I wasn't a fan of Wild when he first came in. Yeah. And he scored that win against City. Yeah. And I was like, you know, and I just instantly become a fan and you appreciate what he does. Off the ball as well, yeah. you know he's not the most skillful player, but the way our midfield works is you don't need the most skillful players, yeah. you know, because we've got the front three. As we said before, it's a unit. It's a unit yes. that works hard and is consistent every week, and that's, that's what it. we need. And yeah, I think Wayne Alden is a key part of that. I think I think Klopp's starting three would always be Henderson, Wayne Alden, Fabino. Yeah, I think that is who he'll want to start. And once Fabino's fit, I think he'll see out not, the rest of the season. Not to mention two goals he got against Barcelona. And if nothing else, he's, he's a legend for that. I was going to say because Wayne Alden will always be seen as a great player, mm. but he became a legend as soon as he scored those two goals. Well, that's it. Put that sort of the Rigi, I suppose. Yeah. Um, but yeah, Shrewsbury Town. I think I'm going to go for. I'm going to stick my neck on the line. I think they're going to make it difficult. I think if we score early, it could be about four or five nil. Yeah. I think if we don't score early, you know, it could be a one 0 Yeah, you know, a bit like Everton, quite tight and stuff. Because yeah. I don't know the ins and outs of Shrewsbury. We don't think many people listen to this are going to know the ins and outs of Shrewsbury. Yeah, if you do, write in um, at Ammo and Danny's Irish Anfield Road at gmail.com If you know much about Shrewsbury, but I think personally, they're just going to they've probably got experienced players that's going to try and frustrate the life of the young boys and try and be physical and. All that type of stuff, yeah. you know, the stuff that you expect out of an FA Cup game and a League One team. Yeah. Like you look at League One, it is a far more physical league yes. than Premier League. So I think quality will prevail in the end. But uh, so if we get an early goal, I can see it being three or four. Yeah. If we don't, it's probably going to be like a one 0 maybe. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think we. I, I can't see us getting beat, and it'll be really disappointing because if we do, it'll probably be some of the younger boys' last games. Yeah. Um, unless we do walk the league. Um, but I. I, I I keep saying I'm going to walk there, but I can just see there being a slip up somewhere. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? So I think I, that's just the nature of being a Liverpool fan over the last twenty years. I, I, I was saying that because I was saying if we get beat, the kids might not get a chance. Because I, I do think that we probably will win the league early, and some of the kids will get a chance in some of the latter games. Yeah, but I don't think it's going to be as early as I hope. Having a run in the FA Cup for me is important. Yeah. So yeah. Um, I don't see anything past a Liverpool victory. Yeah, and I think it's interesting, as you said. For me, like I'm singing the praises of it, but for me, I think there will be a lot of changes. I think Minamino will come in, I think Harvey will come in, I think Jones will come in, uh, I think Fabino will come back and different things like this. Uh, potentially Matip as well I think there will be a lot of change and looking at Liverpool over the season like I'm going to go for a 1-0 I think okay. it'll be 1-0 I think we'll see the game out I think we will just work at, at getting the minutes on the legs of the boys giving those young lads a real run out in Anfield in a big night in an FA Cup also which is probably kind of leads on to the next point because it's a way through my town no VAR which we're, I think we're about to discuss aren't we we are indeed because that's the thing is that people say that Liverpool are walking the league because of VAR didn't need it at the weekend, didn't have it at the weekend. We got all the decision against us and still won the game. But the discussion that we are going to have is VAR. Yeah. Is it good? 
Is it worthwhile having the Premier League or is it an absolute <laughs> Thank you for listening to Ammo and Danny's Irish Anfield Road. Please subscribe to us on Podbean and our Facebook page for regular updates. Any questions or queries, please email us at ammo and Danny's Irish Anfield Road at gmail.com. That's ammo and Danny's Irish Anfield Road at gmail.com. Thank you so much. You'll never walk alone. Right, guys, so as you know, every week we have a debate, and this week is a debate that has plagued the Premier League <laughs> for the whole of the season. VAR, is it good? Is it bad? Is it worthless? Or do you think it just needs a little bit of time? Now, what's your, what's your thoughts on it, Emma? <sighs> this is... Where do you start? I think it's the right decision. I think, uh, Sorry, I think it's the right thing to be in the league. You know, Every other sport that's big seems to have a cricket, tennis, stuff like that, mm-hmm. um, rugby. Um, I really do think it's the right thing in the league. Um, I think the I think as football fans, we always want bloody debates on, don't we? Yeah. I think football fans are never happy, are they? Yeah. So I think it's one of those situations where like, I don't think VAR's ever going to be the... I don't think you're ever going to have a VAR and everyone's going to be happy. It's just never... And there's two end decisions that are up for opinion and or they can be... Everything seems to be debatable. Yes. It? And that's the thing. Is yeah. That, yeah, you've had this whole sort of armpit situation with a couple of decisions during the season. You've had different things like it's that. It's a joke though, isn't it? But it's a joke if it goes against you. Yeah. It's not a joke if it goes for you. Like, well, okay, he's, he's, he's on side or off side by his armpit, but he is. So yeah. it, it, it's such a tricky one, isn't it? <laughs> it's, I, I just don't think you'll ever be able to win a far. Um, I think the decision, people will say it, it takes too long and takes to follow the game. Yeah, it does, but... The old Bolton Wonders team, mm. Sam Aldice admitted he used to do everything in his power to take the flow of the game. Yeah. These are professionals on 50 grand a week. Get on, Do The flow of the game, the trust of the fans, okay, fair enough. We're, they're in an entertainment business. It creates more entertainment, it creates more drama. Yeah. I'm all for it. I don't care if it takes a, you know, if it, it takes too long or, you know, as long as you get the right decision at the end of the day. Um, now you say that nobody nobody can win with VAR, but all we've heard all season is that Liverpool are only winning the league because of VAR. Do you think that that's the case? Do you think that if VAR wasn't in place, that we would well, still be doing as well? Well, Danny, I have uh, stats here. Um, I don't know where they've come from. So, if, <laughs> if, if but they are on my phone. So I have used my phone here to, to get these. Liverpool would still be top on fifty six points without VAR. Um, City will be second on 49, Leicester third, 42. So what my point is here, apart from Manchester United being in 17th, Tottenham being in 8th, Arsenal 7th, I think that's about right, the league position wouldn't have changed much. So I think it's the old cliche, like the, the kind of equal themselves out over the season. You know, yeah. the decisions, again, should... There's isn't the saying in football that the decisions equal themselves out over the season. Yeah. Uh, you hear that all the time, don't you? Yeah. I think the same with Arsenal. But like Man United fans, people saying that Liverpool have had all these decisions. United would be sitting in 17th. That says a lot. But also, Liverpool attack more than most teams. So Liverpool score more goals than most teams. Yeah. Liverpool have more goal decisions to be made than most teams. Yeah. So if there's going to be a team that's going to have more decisions with far, it's going to be Liverpool because we are an attacking team. Yeah. Um, I'm all for it. I don't see it. The only thing I could say is the refs should go over to the monitor a bit more, which I think starts happening this weekend, didn't they? They've, they've sort of brought into play now, haven't they? The refs, at their own discretion, need to start using the monitors a little bit more because there was a big outcry about it. Also, the one thing that really annoys me is that some decisions don't go too far. 
Yeah. And they should be penalties. I've seen penalties this season that we should be penalties. Yeah. And they're not even getting. They're not even going to vote. What's up? Because is it because players aren't complaining? So that aspect, I think they should be a, 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 like a, a system in place. If there's a potential penalty and the ref doesn't spot it, they should be saying to him, "Aye, there's a potential penalty there." But no one seems to want to override the ref. Yeah. Unless he asks. <sighs> That's where the controversy comes in. Do you know? It's kind of twofold, isn't it? And I really sit on the fence when it comes to VAR because for me, as a supporter, me as somebody who would be in the stadium and watching the games, it kind of leaves you hanging for a lot of the game. They're spending two, three minutes looking at these decisions, and for me, it's the, it comes down to the clear and obvious error. And you're that's looking debatable. at line, yeah, and that's it. But you're looking at lines that are minuscule. Like they had a couple of offsides this season. There was one of the games I was watching where they had an offside because. The, a couple of the fellas' toes were slightly ahead of the defender. That is not clear and obvious. Well, uh, Peter Crouch said they'd be screwed if he was still in the still in the yeah, penalty because his it, toes are that big. Yeah, oh, I, I just don't know. I mean, you, you, you cry that decisions aren't being right, so you give the ref the, the help that he needs, and then you cry that the decisions still aren't right. I just think no matter what you do, football fans are criers, and we're just going to cry no matter what. And if it goes for you, you're going to laugh about it. Yeah. If it goes against you, you're going to cry. Everyone listening to this knows what football fans are like. Yeah. The stadium, you make a good point, it breaks up the you know, the atmosphere and stuff like that. But is it not more do you not agree it's more drama, more do you get to people say, Oh, you celebrate and it takes the buzz away. So if I get to celebrate twice. <laughs> but do you know what I mean? Yeah. Is that not about, am I am I delusional thinking this? It's it's hard to know and for me I can see both sides of the arguments because I can see the fact that previously before VAR we had bad decisions being made. Mm. Now we've got VAR where you've got to wait for it and then the decision's made but it's always the right decision. People would always say though that when the ref made the bad decision at least it just kept the game flowing. The game carried on, the decision got made, people liked it or they didn't like it but but it carried on, it kept going. But, but, VAR it's... stopping the game for two, three minutes at a time, players are celebrating but and then getting taken away. Teams do that anyway. Sure. Uh, as I say, we go back to old Bolton one, the team on the summer, he said break the team up, yeah. uh, break, break the play up and so I just don't see it. professionals need to get on with you know, and, and Danny, Danny Roberts again in the debate saying he can see both sides. He's, sti- he's still on that fence, boys. I'm a, I'm he's still neutral. on that fence. I'm a neutral when it comes to stuff like this. I but, see the fact that, like, Michael Antonio was done an interview a couple of weeks ago and he said that he, he's no longer going to celebrate goals anymore because he's, he's scared of looking stupid that he does these elaborate. Because Michael Antonio is known for, like, real elaborate yeah, yeah, yeah. celebrations and stuff. And he's worried that he's going to do all these elaborate celebrations and then he'll say, no, actually, you're offside by a couple of toes and he's going to look stupid. My argument would be, do it. And if it gets kept on, do it again, do it better. <laughs> do it twice. I, no, it doesn't bother me. I don't see a real flaw in it, apart from the ref not going up to the screens. Um, if, it's, it's, if they're ultimately in charge of the game, yeah. if it's their decision and they're not allowed to take you know, an opinion of someone sitting in a room somewhere else, go over to the screen. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? And also, the only other problem I would have with it is just, I've seen certain penalties this season that haven't even been looked at. Mm. And certain red cards as well, for that matter. Yeah, they haven't even looked at. Isn't that what's there for? Yeah. So not for, not just for other teams. I think there was no, Robertson, yeah. Robertson potentially could have had a red card yeah. a couple of weeks ago. Yes, on the game, yes. Even looked at. But that's the thing. Someone's coming to say right now. This decision's been made. It right. Okay. Goes over the screen. Looks at it, and then he's accountable. Yeah. There's too much hard behind the people in the office rooms, and you're just getting a name. Could be anyone. Yeah. You know, it could be you know Billy Bob Watson. On VAR, who knows? Yeah. So I think the rest need to be more accountable looking at the screens. And yes, it will break up the play a bit, a, a, a bit more and stuff like that. But professionals should be able to get straight back and stuff. All things. That's in my opinion. Yeah. Um, everything in life, you have to be ready for change and be adaptable. And I think you know, football fans and football in general need to be ready for change and adaptable 
when it comes to VAR. Yeah, I think it's a teething process, and I think it's the first season. I think people forget that it's the first season with VAR in all the stadiums and the, the different cup competitions and stuff. I think it takes time for something to be perfected, and as you said, I think at the minute the clear and obvious isn't really working the way it should be working and they're kind of working on that a little bit uh, and also as you said you've got it's basically another ref sitting in a room making the decisions and he doesn't want to undermine the ref on the pitch because he knows next week he's going to be refing on the pitch and that guy might be sitting up in the booth yeah. and he doesn't want to think that that fellow's going to go right well I'm going to override all your decisions and make a show here so. well, here's a couple of things I want to make a point um, and again Write in if you've got an opinion on this at ammo and Danny's Irish Anfield Road at gmail.com. That's one word at ammo and Danny's Irish Anfield Road at gmail.com. I'm going to say two things here. The day that we're in, the, this, this day and age, the day that we're in with technology, why not have a smartwatch for the referee to look? He has enough kit on, you know. Yeah. Why not have a smart, the technology? Yeah. Why not have a smartwatch that you can just look at and, and make decisions there and then? Yeah, I'm sure someone could knock their head together and get that sorted straight away. Also, and I want you to answer this question straight away, Danny, before we finish. Okay. And this is a yes or no answer. No sitting on the fence. Okay. I'll, All right. I'll, I'll just, you've got reaction, I'll, I'll try and okay. answer the best I can. So, would you... So, far the way it is now, mm-hmm. or the way the season was, you know, kind of last season, Rob Var, mm-hmm. what would you take? I'd, I'd take Var. I think if I, had to say, if I had to say one of them, I'd take VAR because I think it's a teething process. I think yeah. it'll be two, three seasons in yeah. and, we, and we won't be having these discussions anymore and people will be like, oh yeah, VAR's serving its purpose. Same as in, in Wimbledon when Hawkeye came in. Yeah. There was all sorts of debate and discussion about that and now it just flows like, like anything else. Well, there still is, I suppose. I disagree. I always think there'll be controversy regarding it, but as I say, be careful what we wish for. Yeah. As I say, you've just answered the question. My answer would be the same, by the way. I would rather take VAR the way it is now than not have VAR at all. Yeah. You know? But there you go. So, yeah. When it comes to VAR, I do agree that it probably will get a little bit better, but the way it goes at the moment, I can't really complain. I think it adds more drama and suspense, and we are watching entertainment at the end of the day. And I don't buy all this, it breaks up the game and all that crap at the end of the day. That's what teams do anyway. Yeah. So, nah. Now, we've had an overwhelming response online about this. And again, if you've got any type of opinion on this, if you think Ammo's talking a load of crap, then get in touch with us. Not uh, likely, not likely. <laughs> but get in touch with us. Tell us what your opinion is on it. We'll feed back on it next week. And actually, leading into this as we finish the podcast, um, we've had loads and loads of questions come in from oh, fans. I'm nervous viewers. about this. <laughs> <laughs> so what we're going to do is we're going to have a 60-second um, time where what we're going to do is I'm going to fire some questions at you and it is all one-sentence statements. Okay. So I'm going to give you a question that's been given to us by one of our fans who's listened to the podcast and you've got to answer it in one sentence. Okay. So as short as you can, Here try and go. get the answer. And he hasn't given me a heads up and off about this, so... Nope. Yeah. Ammo doesn't know what these questions are. Uh, you've got 60 seconds. We're going to try and get through as many as we can. We'll see how we get on. Come. So are you ready? <laughs> go on. Right, we'll go. First one, so where did the name Ammo come from? Um, family nickname come from my dad... And I inherited it. Okay, yeah, so okay. that's just, it, basically. He was just called Ammo, you're called Ammo. Basically, yeah. <laughs> Happy days. Uh, Captain, Virgil van Dijk or Henderson, who'd be better? Yeah, Henderson. Henderson? Yes. Oh, wow, wow, that'll be debatable in its own. Uh, yes. I can already feel the social media pings coming through on that one. Um, next one, fixture congestion. I've had so much fixture congestion over the last talk of it, over this season and last season, stuff like yeah. that. Should we scrap the Carabao Cup? Is it wasted time? No. That's good. Nope. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I still think it's a cup competition to be won, and um, I've only been to one cup final. This is this me going on, but no, let's just leave it on. Okay, that'll do. <laughs> um, how long would you give a manager before you'd sack him? For three seasons, um, they deserve a chance to put their, you know, 
philosophy on the team. Ah, cool. Well, you just went, you just went just over, but it was all right. <laughs> that was good. That so we'll get you back one week, Danny. <laughs> yeah, no, that's good. There's plenty of questions coming in week by week on the pod, so and keep bringing them in. Appreciate it. Yeah, keep writing to our Facebook page and keep writing to the email address. Uh, Ammo and Danny's Irish Anfield Road at gmail.com uh, and we'll make sure to get your questions put on give us ideas for debates um, but that's all we've got time for today so yeah. well thank you so much for listening um, it's been one of our best I think yeah really enjoyed this one hopefully our predictions will come true and we'll assess them next week on Ammo and Danny's Irish Anfield Road see you next week Network. Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.